Previously on the campaign trail. I, Bernard Fendek, am a proud shapeshifter. Crime and poverty have become cyclical in many of our communities. We need more bobbies on the street. We need to create more jobs in law enforcement. We need investment in our communities. Vote for me. I will not betray your trust. Thank you. In the final round, Fendek Bernard, 17,133. The Betrayer, Gorlak, 17,308. And I do hereby give notice that Gorlak the Betrayer has been duly elected as the leader of the Fable Party and the leader of the opposition. In the main sitting room, somebody turns on a light. It's a tall elf woman in a long black robe, sitting at a table with steepled fingers. Ah, Pelicos Rococo. It is most wonderful to see you. Please, take a seat. We have so much to talk about, you and I. You had to know this was coming, didn't you? One cannot simply illegally enter a country club full of distinguished guests and not expect some form of retaliation. I say, you're in my house. And I think you'd better leave. Uh, so, since Gorlak the Betrayer became leader of the Fable Party, uh, unfortunately you've suffered quite a hit in the polls. Uh, the Unicorn Party has been feeling very triumphant. They've been laying out plans for the next parliament already and stoking the fires of the extreme negative image goblins still have in Darnorth. And as such, the polls currently stand at the Unicorn Party on 45%, that is up two, the Fable Party on 27%, that is down five, the True Neutrals are on 12, that is plus one, Gunge on 8, that is plus 1, and STP is on 6, that's the same as they were before, and Dungip on 2, that's the same. So, how do you respond and try and get those poll numbers a bit further up? Gosh! <laughs> that's a big <laughs> question to start off with. Yes, let's start with the easy ones. I think we need to get Gorlak out in public. Mm-hmm, okay. What kind of uh, events are you thinking? Well, we need to we need to get him in front of people so that they see that he's he's not go, you know get, dispel the goblin um, stigma, mm. or maybe use a platform to discuss how the um, unicorns are using the stigma and inciting hatred, which not a brilliant yeah. look. Mm-hmm. And get his fellow contenders, his previous contenders. Um, to rally behind him as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. We already got um, oh Donald. Uh, Bernard. Yeah, yeah. Donald was on. Was was kind of friendly with uh, Golak. Uh, Bernard yeah. is probably feeling a little bit bitter, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, I think May was uh, more easily swayed. Uh, I think uh, Tilda probably went round for some cake and biscuits and <laughs> had a nice conversation. <laughs> I can go. I can go out drinking with Donald, and I'll turn him around. Oh, I like that. Yes. So, <laughs> can you all roll some persuasion? What's my persuasion? That is a non-natural Jesus. twenty. Cool. Um, twenty-three. Nine. Ooh, cool. Uh, can one of you roll a d eight? One. 
Okay. Bad dice today. Uh, okay, so uh, you've put uh, Fable up to 28%. So you've moved them up one point. Um, uh, so uh, kind of have a bit of a uphill struggle going on, but that's something we can come back to. Oh, uh, little wins. It's little wins, but I think like, I, I like your... Uh, idea of take, taking Donald out to lunch and uh, having having drinks and uh, having cake uh, so I think yeah you've got most of the, your own party on side I think at the moment uh, for now who knows oh dear uh, Dereth um, hello last week you had a bit of trouble with your loot uh, you'd lost two strings now yeah and you were given a um, coupon for the a, a local um music shop uh so you spent the last few weeks in the grueling whirlwind of the new look fable party uh gorlak has brought together his new shadow cabinet and has just finished creating the shadow ministry for the shapeshifter relations uh bernard has bernard has taken the job somewhat reluctantly uh he wanted to be chancellor uh the shadow <laughs> chancellor has instead gone to uh one of the three halflings in parliament uh angela pterodactyl that's a really funny joke, but... Um, <coughs> <laughs> well... Uh, Donald Ramsey has become Shadow Home Secretary and May Bucket is Shadow Environment Secretary. Uh, Alza sent you a message that you are to come to her office for a meeting about your next assignment. Uh, but before then, you've got time to do some shopping. First of all, uh, Dareth, you head to the music shop Lutes and Flutes and other instruments as well also too. <laughs> Uh, it's a fancy little shop in the slightly gentrified part of town you visited earlier. Uh, the frontage is mostly glass and you can see magical displays of the latest instruments and accessories. It's very dazzling. Uh, are the rest of you going along? Yes. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you're yes. Mu- music fans. Yay! Uh, <laughs> uh, inside you see shells full of horns, trumpets, flutes, pipes, uh, lutes of course, and harps and harmonicas and drums and uh, a triangle. And also uh, other things too. And also other things too, yeah. Uh, sat in the corner on top of a fantasy amplifier uh, is a little gnome dressed in a green poncho and wearing a pointy hat. He's playing a harmonica. Bob Dylan. Uh, <laughs> um, I wish I'd thought of a good Bob Dylan pun name now. You can do this. <laughs> uh, no, it's not coming. If, if he'd been a chef, he would have been Bob Grillin. Um. <laughs> I mean, if he's fairly relaxed, he could be Bob Chillin. Okay, yeah, I like. Okay, his name is now Bob Chillin. Um, I'm so and, sorry. Okay, now I'm going to do a terrible Bob Dylan impersonation. Now, haven't I? Uh, I've brought this upon <laughs> myself. Uh, I think I brought it up on you. <clears throat> Hello, isn't music good? Uh, are you here to learn, to listen, or to buy? I often find that they all lead into one another, don't you? I am a fairly experienced musician myself. I'm here to, um, my lute's sad. Oh, that is most unfortunate. Uh, he hops down, he rolls up his sleeves to reveal some sort of complex tattoos and um, he smiles at you and uh, he, as you hand over the lute, he passes his hands over it and hums and it's a fair lute. Hmm, a son of Gib lute, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, may I? Mm. And uh, Yes, you may. He strums a few chords and frowns. 
Well, the missing strings are only the beginnings of your problems. The wood is a little damp. There's a, there's a dent here, and it, it's as if you've dragged it through a sewer. It's almost as if I have done that, isn't it? Hmm. Strange. Well, the mark of value of this loot, uh, the market value of this loot, will not be great if you wanted to trade it in. But it's sentimental. Oh, gosh, no, not trading in, no. I just want it to work better. Well, well, its sentimental value is through the roof. Tell me, how much does this loot mean to you? It's been my only constant companion throughout my adult life, so quite a lot. Mm. Well, I can certainly do it up for you, but it will certainly take time. Uh, give me uh, a week or so, and I'll have it in fantastic shape. Uh, you may have to that's, that's pay fine, extra I mean. for the strings unless you can provide your own. The paintwork will need touching up. The body could do with varnish. Uh, uh, One hundred gold pieces should cover all of it. A uh, half now, half when it's done. Hundred gold pieces. I assure you. It will be most worth it. Ugh, fine. Uh, okay, so you hand over 50 now and uh, another 50 uh, when it's done. Uh, you've got some backup instruments, I believe? Um, I have a... Let me just double check. I have a flute and I have a lyre. A lyre. You liar. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and, Dareth, you somewhat reluctantly let the... Um, uh, the loot go, and uh, uh, you see it being uh, vanished behind a counter where the uh, little gnome starts to get to work on uh, adjusting and fixing it up. Uh, but for now, uh, all three of you head on up the road to that wonderful, that magical, that place full of deals. It's Tusco's. Yay, Tusco! Yes! Uh, you head in through it's the... It's uh... tusk tastic <laughs> It's tusk <tastic. laughs> Every yeah. little else. Uh... <laughs> uh, so, uh, you head in through the uh, large double doors which open automatically with a spattering of magic. And uh, there, stood at the counter, uh, is the large half-orc with massive tusks, Tusco herself, at the special offers desk. And she says... Hello, everybody. So, you've come back to me at last. Uh, is there anything in our catalogue that has captured your eye? I don't know if that was her voice from before, but that's her voice now. <laughs> Maybe she's got <laughs> oh, um, yes. Anything from your catalogue, it will... Let me open it. I could do with a new shirt. The new shirt... Uh, a new shirt for 700 GPs. Tip-top fashion-forward shirt that is sure to dazzle and delight. It's shiny. It's slick. It's got auto-folding technology for ease of storage. Uh, add a D4 to charisma-based skill checks. Oh, yes. Uh, okay, if you remember, uh, we have a uh, system where we um, you have to persuade the expenses office to uh, approve these purchases. So could you roll? A, uh, could, how are you justifying your purchase? Because I had to give my last shirt to Bernard Fendek to prevent <laughs> severe Ooh. embarrassment. This is this is real expenses. That is. I, that's a, I'll give you advantage on this roll then. <laughs> right, so we're on persuasion, are we? Yes. 17. Okay, yeah, uh, the little uh, expenses sheet goes ding, and it says approved, and you are approved for a new shirt. I really wish that real life expenses were that easy. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, the, the item is literally called a new shirt. New shirt. <laughs> I think I've got a lot on my mind, mm. um, music related. Bard skills for beginners is something I'd like to pick up. Okay, cool. Um, uh, bard skills for beginners, 400 GPs. Uh, the basics of bard skills. If you fail a bard spell, take a turn reading a passage and then regain one spell slot uh, once per day. Uh, right, because I'm so to be... when I use a spell slot. <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, a failure. Uh, okay, so how are you justifying this to the finance office? Um, efficiency efficiency based things i will have um uh, more scope for efficiency okay and i'll be incredibly efficient <laughs> <laughs> just you write the word efficiency over over, like as many times as you can you can fit in the little box uh, okay roll some and then at the end i'm like honest <laughs> <laughs> okay roll your persuasion roll my persuasion that is a 12 mm, uh, let me just double check my uh, dcs then um, that is the DC. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think that'll be uh, approved then. Nice. Uh, okay. Cool. So you now have uh, bard skills for beginners. Um, I feel like it should have an amusing front cover, but I don't know what it would be. I think it's going to be like you know those very bright neon um, dummies guide to yeah, such and such for dummies. Yeah, I think with, it's with like a smiley man on the cover holding a loot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looks like yes. a stock photo. Uh, let me just look through some of the other uh, items. Uh, you've got the tin of biscuits, yes. of course. Uh, there's a, a deer stalker, which I quite like, which is a famous, become a famous detective. Uh, the stylish floppy hat will make your investigations more elementary, and you get that gives you a plus two on investigation checks. Also looks cool and may make law enforcement more likely to trust you. I'd like the hat. The hat, which uh, yes. the, the deer stalker. Yes. Okay. Uh... All right, how are you justifying this? Uh, I'm justifying this because um, it's quite hot and sunny in Parliament Hexagon and I cannot efficiently work for the party <laughs> if I have sunstroke, so I need a hat. Uh, are you going for the, the... There's two hats here. There's the deer stalker and then there's the Robin Hobb hat, uh, yeah. which uh, gives you the look of a master archer, uh, but not the one you're thinking of. Uh, it's a Robin <laughs> Hobb hat. Totally different. It has a live ship design on it or something. Uh, once per I day... I that one. If you yes, miss, I want the Robin Hobb hat. Yeah, if you, it, once per day, if you miss a shot, you can take it again within the same turn. So basically, it will get, once per day, you can have advantage on a shot with your bow and arrow. Oh, I want uh, that one, yes. All right, okay. Um, yeah, you can keep that same explanation as well, if you like. <laughs> uh, so, uh, roll your persuasion. 16. Okay, yep, yeah, that is approved. And Yay, you have new hat. A new oh, hat. It's a good look. Yeah. I uh, like Robin Hobb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, we, we all wish we were Robin Hobb, though, I think. We, we all yeah. wish we had her sails. I I dropped a, a copy of one of her books on my foot recently. Oh, it did get it? Did hurt? Ow! They're beefy things. Yeah. Which one was it? I think it was um, Assassin's Fate, the new one. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's the only one I've got in hardback oh. of hers, and so it's massive. And that would hurt. Yeah. Um, can we tweet Robin Hobb about this? This hat. Yes. <laughs> I think you must know. Yeah. When, when the episode comes out, we'll definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> Note to the future self. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, if you're done in Tusco's, um, mm-hmm. uh, 
do you want to uh, stock up on uh, you can stock yourselves upon uh, healing potions as well if you like um, I don't think I have the money to if I'm repairing my loot um, oh you can get healing potions on expenses if you like true gotta get some new milk some new milk that that new yes. yeah new milk everyone's talking about it heals up to 3d6 plus 3 hp and uh, makes your bones feel better for a while side effects may include becoming really evangelical about new milk uh, there's five <laughs> in stock how many would you like to buy i think i'd like one to begin with just one uh yeah i'd really like one. a new milk too okay uh, i'm not i'm not feeling that evangelical <laughs> yet uh okay so roll some persuasion the dc is quite low on this one um, that would be fourteen. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yes. fifteen. I have one yeah. too. Yeah, you've got one too. Dareth, do you want to get on this on this new yeah. prize? Yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about it. Everyone is talking about it. Yeah, I was about to say milk me, but maybe don't. <laughs> I will try not to. <laughs> Twenty-four. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you, you've all got some milk, some new milk. Uh, um, is it long life? Yes, it's it's eternal. Um, Excellent. <laughs> it's eternal milk. Um, and uh, a note to our listeners: No, we I will not be explaining new milk. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to remain a mystery. Um, so, uh, if, as you've uh, finished your shopping and you've got your um, your bag for life's full of uh, stuff, um, you make your way back across the city, back to Fable HQ. Uh, it's a clear day. Uh, through the north you can see that it's a little overcast though uh, crossing the bridge over the river you see there's uh, more boats than usual some with sails, others with rowers uh, eventually you get back to HQ and uh, to Gorlak's office but not his old cupboard office oh no, now he has the leader of the party's office it's a very big office and how many times am I going to say office in this paragraph uh, it's got huge windows with a lot of sunlight that shines down on a big round table uh, there's a number of people sat around it uh, and a team uh, and uh, and you uh, recognise some of them you need to see Donald Ramsey uh, sat in a high backed chair flanked by some assistants uh, who are also dwarves he, he gives you a little wave as you come in and like he starts to flex but then feels you know, thinks better of it and just uh, gives you a thumbs up um can I flex back? Uh, make a performance check. <laughs> performance? Okay. Uh, I just got a natural one, which I think is incredibly important <laughs> to Derek, who is, is the opposite of Hent in a not, lot of ways. Not a natural flexor, I think I think this kind of works, and it goes all the way other, uh, around the other way, and, and um, Donald thinks you're making fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, May Bucket is also there a few, few seats down laugh, laughing at a joke someone's told her uh, and you also see Bernard Fendek uh, he gives you a look and a nod uh, and uh, he's about to say something when suddenly the uh, the doors open and uh, a different set of doors to the ones you came in uh, and Gorlak walks in uh, he has several assistants all around him asking a flurry of questions he's signing papers and gives quick answers to questions but eventually he kind of like waves everyone away and says Hi, sir. Good, good evening Shad Cab <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, ah, the campaign team you're here uh, we've got a hello how, how are you hello. all doing um, We're alright, I got a new hat. I see, it's lovely. Shirt. Oh, that's, I, ha I have that's a book amazing. about how to be a bard. <laughs> oh, do you? Oh, have a little more faith in yourself, Derek. I've seen your barding skills, you're wonderful. Aww. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway. So lovely. Uh, we've got uh, a special job for you, friends. Uh, Bernard, if you would. And uh, Bernard Fender leans forward and says, Right, we're tackling crime. It's a big issue. You brought it up a couple of times during the uh, during the contest. Uh, and I know I made a whole song and dance about it, uh, but we need help getting the policy launched. Uh, Gorlak wants to run a whole month of policy launches and uh, you know overwhelm the unicorns with our new ideas, really put them on the back foot, uh, make sure that they're always responding, not announcing. So we're the ones controlling the conversation. Yes, good idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, as long as uh, we're the ones putting out messages, uh, we'll make sure people know we're more than just a goblin party. I think that's possibly why we've only gone up one point in the opinion polls recently. Uh, we've got real ideas. Our, uh, we're sending you to a marginal constituency. Our local candidate will meet you there. Uh, but you need to do the launch in a marginal. We lost there last time, I'm afraid, but uh, it was close. It's been close for years, and we've been narrowing the gap. Uh, so it's uh, Northport. Have you heard of it? Northport. Northport. Can I do a history check? Uh, yes, you can do a history check. And, Dareth, I'm going to give you advantage. Oh, thank you. Eight. Well. <laughs> it's a port. <laughs> it's in the um, north. Um in the north. Or is it like Northampton, which is surprisingly that southern? Uh, Dareth, um... Yes? I'm going to say that you have heard of it because you, as a youngster, went to bard camp there. Oh! <laughs> oh. It was a nice... Oh, yes! Full of lights and fun. Uh, you remember a Ferris wheel, candy floss, uh, making sand castles, but not a lot of actual barding. It was kind of a rubbish uh, bard school, like a summer camp kind of thing. Uh, you, you went there for like a week uh, back when you were little. Oh, I, I remember um, it fondly. I can remember the smell of the beach, and the sound of the barding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you the made friends. People I was crushing on. Yeah, you made friends. You had a good laugh. You had good times. Uh, have you decided um, uh, anything about um, Dareth's uh, time uh, learning to be a bard? Like, did you have a favourite teacher or anything? Um, I don't know, actually. I think Dareth was part self-taught um, hmm. in a lot of ways. And when they began their formal education, the first bit of it was like a lot of unlearning, which as a teenage half-elf they were a bit moody about hmm. um did you have any like uh bardic idols you looked up to um my brain's just gone to billy idol so i might just run with that <laughs> billy idol yeah he was oh, a billy um, goat person he's a, he's um, a billy yeah. goat isn't he worshipped by some tribes yeah i mean the fact that he'd gained such a religious following in a lot of aspects <laughs> really that's what i wanted from my life just to to be adored, I wanted the human sacrifices. <laughs> so I grew out of that phase quite quickly. Okay, it good. was my god yeah. phase. Yeah. Okay, I've kept some of the um, the attire and the aesthetic, but I no longer want people to be killed in my name. Uh, I'm quite embarrassed of my life. So you, yep, you re- so take that and run with it. <laughs> you, you you relay some of this uh, to to Gorlick and he said, well, maybe not the human sacrifice. Part. Yes, I hope not. As well, we want the three of you there at the launch, standing next to our local candidate. Uh, her name is Harriet Hobb. Uh, she has a history of missing press conferences, I'm afraid. So, uh, please make extra sure she turns up. Uh, uh, we've got some. Uh, well, I've got some notes on the new policy. Uh, I'm making suggestions too, and he hands you all a large wad of papers. 
Um, the, I've got some bullet points here. We're going to uh, increase police on the beat by 150% by the end of the next parliament. Uh, train officers in de-escalation. Uh, more diversity in police. It's uh, currently too full of humans and dwarves. I, I want to really encourage a kind of training to be given to goblin guards and uh, uh, to halflings and uh, humans and uh, just you know really get the people. Uh, what you said, Pelicos, you're know, bringing community into government at every level. Um, yes. Um, yes. As as a representative of the smaller races, it's kind of difficult to be a police person when people could just kind of put their pints on your head when you're at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um, sorry, <coughs> I I didn't put a chocolate in my mouth. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got oh, chocolate? <gasps> Maybe. Are there um, chocolate biscuits chocolate. on the desk? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, that's a good point. Um, we'll, we'll have to... Uh, can you do some uh, research into that for me, um, Tilda, and uh, uh, talk, talk to is, some of your halfling friends? research into being short? Well, uh, like, has anybody come with any uh, good stratagems for, like, uh, how the shorter races... Uh, I mean, there are dwarfish um, police officers out there, but I suppose they get around that by just, well, you know, being quite tough. Having and big he gives. Yes, um, let's not stereotype, shall we? Um, we could also do a, catch, a catchy name for our policy. Uh, any ideas? Uh, Pelikos, you're usually good with these. <laughs> um, yes, let me get back to you on that one. I'll have to stew and mull it over a little. Oh, stew. Policy name. Mm. Uh, the the uh, make yes. crime less good and uh, something... Uh, Yes, we'll, we'll get back to that. Yes. It's time yes. to crime. No, it's not time to crime. It's not time to crime. It's, not time to it's, crime. it's, it's exactly not time to crime. It's time to uncrime. It's time to beat crime. Yes, mm. In, into the Be dust. fable, no. do not crime. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll workshop it, I suppose. Um, so... Uh, We've got uh, Gretchen, uh, who will be taking you on a boat this time, so that's exciting. Gretchen! Yeah. Uh, 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 you'll be careful, mates. Uh, Northport's got a bit rough, I hear. Uh, the kids like to rice shops. You know, they'll fill a shop with rice and pour water in, and then laugh as it. The bricks are torn apart by expanding pasta. Rice uh, isn't pasta. Um, isn't it? What is it that is just rice? Werewolf. <laughs> Rice is rice, yeah. And pasta right. is... It's pasta. pasta. It's made of something different. As, as rice is a thing, pasta is numerous things. All right, in the, uh, I've got a big book here called uh, Big Book of Things That I Don't Care About. And uh, let me just check. Oh, yeah, here's the, the entry on rice. So... Uh... Got it. <laughs> You've got a little bit snarky since yeah. we last saw you. Ooh. I think we should all calm down. Well, a little bit. of the moon, uh, is it? <laughs> oh! Uh, last I heard, crime was down considerably in Northport, so you've nothing to worry about. Um, well, I don't have numbers. I've just got. I've just heard stories, and well, what I heard is there's a new sheriff in town. You head back to your flat, uh, I think, to pack your bags and get fitted out for your uh, new adventure. So here is an opportunity for a costume change. Uh, uh, what kind of things do you reckon your characters are going to be wearing this time? Well, I'm going to wear my new hat. 
Yay! And some other. Time. If we're going by boat, I think I'm going to take something a bit nautical. Mmm. We're going for big boots. We're going to for real pirate boots. Yeah. Big old pirate boots and uh, a big. With, old... a, with a with a brilliant waistcoat. Oh, excellent! With that sort of nautical themed waistcoat, maybe. Um. Possibly, possibly, possibly. <laughs> a lovely ocean blue. Hmm. I'm going to wear a life jacket and carry a whistle. <laughs> oh, I like this image. <laughs> That's adorable. Just in case. Um, I'm going to have some fantasy DMs which have their skull and cross, cross, crossbones on. You're going to have to clarify that you mean Doc Martens, other than not Dungeon Masters. <laughs> I'm going to wear all the Dungeon Masters on my feet, the skin of them. I, wow. Dad's got really it. dark. This, this is yeah. This has gone very dark. I'm really sorry. There's um, some stuff that's been started in recent therapy, and it's just so yeah. Northport seaside town, very touristy, famous for its um, trading port history. So uh, anything, if you want to be thematic about it, um, get ponchos, hats, and things. If you if you so desire, bucket and spade. Bucket and spade. Okay, Tilda in her life jacket and new hat and carrying a bucket and spade. I like this yes. image. <laughs> do you think I do ponchos? Ponchos? Can't just maybe, look maybe at it as a kind of or... shapeless caftan. Maybe, maybe a tricorn hmm. hat will do you. I shall try one. Hmm. How does it, it feel? It may be a bicorn. No, no. Actually, I'm going for a bicorn. Ooh, a bicorn hat. Yes. Wow. What if we a unicorn hat? Anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> that would be even well, better. No. <laughs> Not, that just looks silly. Yeah, given the name of your opposing political party as well. <laughs> yes. Um, I think I quite like a cape. Ooh, okay. Big, long, swishy cape. Swoosh, 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 swoosh. Yeah. Are you going for, a, again, a sort of ocean blue, or are you going for something a little more... Uh, what what colour are you going for? I think I'm going to go for black. Black, yeah. <laughs> but it's lined with the sort of lining material, and the outside is velvet, mm. and it has little silver stars on it. Oh, you know, the same like water might ruin the velvet. <laughs> Doing it anyway. Excellent. <laughs> we must suffer for our art. Uh, once you're in your new outfits, uh, you uh, go and meet uh, Gretchen. Uh, she's wearing a she's wearing a pointed tricorn hat and a striped dun- a striped jumper under some black dungarees. She has uh, large boots and is carrying a cutlass. Uh, she's gone full oh, pirate. I'm a pirate. Yeah, she goes. Hey, are you lot ready for voyage? Uh, we've got a boat for this yes. one. Uh, how are you lot on boats? Not very good. That's um, why the life jacket and the whistle. <laughs> Yeah, you got that's good. You got a good head on your shoulders there, Tilda. I can tell you that for nothing. Usually quite good. I have fond memories, but I haven't been on a boat for quite some time. I've escaped on a lot of boats before. Oh, I need to hear those stories. <laughs> well, I need to uh, make a good impression. Uh, there's uh, a lady waiting for me on docks, and uh, I might possibly have told her that I'm an expert sailor. And that may or may not be entirely true, but uh, we'll uh, we'll see about <laughs> is, that. Shall is we? it true even remotely, Gretchen? I've sailed a boat uh, once before. Uh, it can't be that much different from horses, can it? Do you sit on the back of the boat and shout at it in northern to make it go? It's never failed me before. Right. Okay, I have complete faith in you. Uh, this could be fun. Gretchen <laughs> this could uh, be shows a real you to her. Voyage. 
<laughs> she shows you to the ship you'll be travelling on. It's a nice little sloop with a triangular sail and it's painted red and uh, it's got a little crow's nest and everything. And she says, hey, who wants to sit in crow's nest? Me! Yes. Oh. Further okay. away from the wall. We can take turns, Tilda. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can take turns. Um, so uh, she uh, gets you all ready in the ship and uh, gives you all lifelines just in case you do fall into the water, and you know walks you up and down, make sure you all know what's uh, what's what with uh, how the ship works because uh, it'll take all hands on deck sometimes to get you through. Uh, and eventually, the, the you start moving off down the river. Uh, and uh, Gretchen gives a nice little wave uh, to uh, somebody on the docks who waves back, and uh, uh, she's like holding onto the the, the wheel and uh, looking very uh, in command as you bonk into the side of the river and uh, bob along. Uh, and eventually, you uh, I shall go stand in the prow, <laughs> like a and gaze out to sea, gaze out into the distance wistfully. Yes, one hand of my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I see no ships. across the figurehead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, as you leave uh, Parliament Hexagon behind and bob along the river, uh, the journey uh, takes a few days. Um, how do you spend your time? Do you play games? Uh, I think I'm getting used to my to my lyre rather than my lute by practising and playing a few shanties. Oh, make a performance check. Yeah. That's going to be a 21. Um, I think it's face to, safe to say that they are shantastic. <laughs> oh, oh, well done. Yeah, excellent. Very shantastic. I'm, I'm playing with ropes and waving a passersby. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm fishing um, off the side of the boat with a piece of string uh, and a bent nail. Okay, Tilda, make a nature check for me. Well, that's the only way to do this, I suppose. Eight. You don't catch any fish. I, I wasn't really expecting. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, you follow the coastline for some time. Uh, once the, the the river hits the sea, uh, the water stretches out beyond sight, bending across the horizon, bathed in a glowing light as the sun sets behind you. Uh, to the north, a cold wind blows. Uh, it's the fifth night since you hit the sea, and uh, Tilda, you're having a bit of trouble sleeping, I imagine. Yes, so the, um, the floor keeps rolling about. Mm, it's not natural. Weird, very um, you uh, take over from Gretchen at the steering wheel as she goes uh, to take a take a nap, uh, and uh, you take a look at your party issued uh, magic mirror to see what apps it has. Yeah. Uh, can you make a perception check? Eleven. Okay. Uh, as you're clicking about, uh, what kind of apps do you think Tilda is interested in? Uh, Animal apps. Uh, so she likes, yes, like, you know, like bird spotting apps. So Aww. she has a look at a, see a bird and you take a picture of it with your magic mirror and then you have a look and see what kind of bird it is. She likes those. Uh, and she likes um, silly games where you pretend to be an office manager. The office manager game is really <laughs> popular. <laughs> oh, shall we also establish is Ursula with you on this voyage? Yeah. There's yeah. no way we're leaving her at home. I can't afford a dog sitter. Yeah, for all the listeners at home worried about Ursula, Ursula's fine. Yes. She's here. She likes the boat. She's a little seasick. <laughs> oh, she likes the boat, I think. Yeah. Okay, she's, she's woofing up and down. She likes to stand she's on the prow out, with, with the wind paddle. flapping in her ears. Hmm. Yes. Aww. Aww. Uh, Floofy dog in the prow. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
Tilda, as you're uh, messing about... I'm not uh, messing about. I'm playing Office Manager. Uh, It's a really serious game. (laughs) It's a very (laughs) serious game. Uh, As you're engrossed in it, uh, you see something uh, like casting a shadow like uh, in the reflection, uh, almost as if there's somebody standing behind you. Uh, As you turn around, uh, there's nobody there. Uh, And you look back in the mirror and you can still see that there's this faint shape, almost as if it's another halfling standing behind you. What do you do? Um, I take a quick selfie. (laughs) Uh, Okay, yeah. Um, See if they show up in the picture. They do not. And I think within 11. I, I look at the mirror and I say, Hello? Uh, are, you, are you behind me? Make an arcana check for me. Fourteen. No, uh, nothing happens. Okay, and I'm, Ursula I'm, gets very I'm, upset. <laughs> uh, the Ursula, only thing... Ursula gets very upset. Ursula is supposed to be being quiet. <laughs> um, okay, I restart my magic mirror just in case it's got some kind of glitch that means I've seen my own face twice. Uh, as it restarts, uh, everything seems to go back to normal. Uh, there's only one thing. You feel strangely cold. Um, and there, yeah, the, the, you feel like you feel like you should know something about this. Like it's something hauntingly familiar. It's like you rec- It's like when you recognise someone, but you can't quite put your finger on it. It's like that kind of frustrated feeling that you have. All of a sudden. The ship is rocked by something hitting it from below. All of you are tossed out of your bunks and roll onto the floor. Uh, Tilda, <gasps> you look over the side and you see a large, scaly creature rising out of the water. It's a massive, ten-foot-long crocodile. It reaches oh, up and dear. plants its feet on the side of the boat, trying to get in. As it hauls up, uh, Dereth and... Um, uh, Pelicos, you arrive up on top and the crocodile snaps at you. Can you all roll Good for Lord. initiative? I can certainly try. That's the crystal maze. What am I doing? So Get the crystals. I've got an eight. What did you get, Pelicos, again? Sorry. Eleven. Eleven. And Tilda... 18. 18. Dereth? Eight. Eight. And Croc. <laughs> okay. Uh, croc. Ooh. Okay, cool. And I've, now I've just got the crystal maze stuck in my head. <laughs> uh, so, the... so what we have to do with the crocodile is kind of... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with the crocodile. I'm going to have to come out. <laughs> Get, get get out of here. Make it snappy. Um, <laughs> uh, the crocodile goes first. And uh, Tilda, I think you're the first one in its line of sight. And wow. it's going to make a snap at you. Uh, 21 versus AC. I imagine that hits. That does hit, yes. So you're going to have to go ahead and take... Ten points of piercing damage. Ow. As it does a Ow. chomp. Oh, you like. Uh, Why is there a crocodile here? Tilda, you are up. Oh, 
I, I'm not. I, I'm. Ow! <laughs> uh, I am going to clout the crocodile in the face with my <laughs> short sword, and I get because I have leveled up. Mm-hmm. I get extra attack. Ooh, excellent! So I'm going to hit it twice. Okay, excellent. Well, Thwacky thwack. Twice. Do a thwack and yes. a thwack. Yeah, left and the right, and I'm going to do six. Give it a bit of a left, and then a bit of a right. Right, so I have got 18. Yep, that hits. Excellent. Uh, that's <laughs> my first attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, six. Six points of damage, cool. Yeah. Uh, roll again, then, for your second attack. Uh, roll again. 16. Yep, that hits. That hits as well, yay. Five. Five damage. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, okay, uh, Pelicos. Ah, oh, blimey. That's a big one. <laughs> yes, it is rather a large don't, one. Don't let Gretchen Sorry, say I, that. I, I, no. <laughs> I wave my hands in the air and cast a firebolt. Okay, yeah. go for it. 23. That hits. That hits, so that is a 2d10. That's five points. Ah! Scorch you! Uh, it didn't like that. It goes... Um, <laughs> is that a noise that crocodiles make? It is now. It is now. <laughs> I love Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Dareth, you're up. Um, I, how far away am I and are the rest of us from this... Um, I would say t- Tilda's right up on it. Um, mm-hmm. You you and Pelicos are kind of at the door to the little cabins underneath, so I'd say okay. you're about 10, 15 feet away. Okay. I shall use my movement to run up and, and uh, kind of distract it and start... Ah! Okay. Draw my sword at the same time. Cool. cool. Oh, I'm just... I'm going to do a little bit of... um. going to cast a spell. Mm-hmm. Gonna cast me a little bit of thunder wave. Ooh, okay, go for it. Um, I think it's it, the crocodile has to make a Constitution saving throw. Okie dokie. A natural one. Does that mean I do double damage? No, I don't think it does. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Well, that's still forty-eight worth of Ouch. pain. Worth of thunder pain, I think. Hmm. Eighteen. 18 points of damage, blimey. Uh, the crocodile is not at all happy. Uh, Gretchen goes next. Uh, she um, emerges from uh, below and goes, Oh, bloody hell! And she casts... She casts Magic Missile. And she's going to cast all three of her little bolts at the crocodile. So that's going... Well, I need to roll... Plus wisdom. Well, that's uh, like 21, so that hits. <laughs> One. Four. Eight points of damage. Cool. And uh, yeah, the, the crocodile, again, not looking happy with that. Uh, the crocodile wriggles its way more fully onto the... Um, Boat and whips around with its tail at Pelicos. Ah. Uh, that's going to be 13 versus AC. Just misses. Oof. 
So his tail goes whipping past and you duck underneath it just in time. <laughs> Not today, handbag. Uh, it's going to take a second attack and it's going to aim at Dereth. No! Uh, it's going to be 18 versus AC. It's going to do a bit of a hit. It's going to try and do a bite on you. No! Please take 12 points of piercing damage. Fuck. Ow. It's a big old crocodile. Uh, Tilda, you're next. Right. Okay, so I'll just fire an arrow at it. 12. 12. Yes. Uh, sorry. That does not hit, I'm afraid. Ah, it's a, oh, that was going to rain down the arrowy death. Ding. Uh, Pelicost, you're up. Good lord. Is anyone, um, is, apart from a crocodile, is anyone within five feet of me? Uh, I'll say Dareth is. Yeah, I am. Excellent. That allows me to uh, sneak attack. Ah, excellent. As it were. You're welcome. I love sneak attack. I play a rogue in one of my other campaigns. I am going to try and hit this handbag with my sword. (laughs) Okay, roll them bones. Where's walking handbag? 17. That hits. (laughs) 1d6 plus 3. And then... I think it's two more d6, isn't it? That's eight so far, and then an extra 2d6 damage. Yeah. 15 in total. Okay. Uh, this crocodile is... <laughs> this crocodile is looking very bad off. Uh, Dareth, you're up. Um, I may just... Noticing that this crocodile is um, losing some of the spring in its step. Um, I might just try and do a stabby stab with my rapier. Okay, go for it. It's going to be a 15. That hits. And that's going to be 10 points of damage. It's down. It slides off (laughs) the... um, the, the side of the ship and goes... I wave goodbye to it as it goes. <laughs> uh, I sort of feel incredibly badass in quite an un- unearned way. <laughs> yeah, Palacost uh, doing all of his sneaky stabbies and uh, <laughs> Tilda attempting to use a fifth level spell. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Gretchen uh, looks over at uh, where the crocodile has fallen and goes, there's something not right here. I don't think crocodiles are supposed to live in sea. No, sea crocodiles, they're like sea cucumbers, right? <laughs> Only much more toothy and pointy and dangerful. Well, I've uh, I've done my fair share of nature checks in my time, and uh, I'd say there's uh, there's something going on in this sea here. Something has seriously messed up the marine life around here. It's just in case there's anybody listening who has a degree in marine biology and is going to point out that crocodiles shouldn't be in the sea. Uh, I reckon there's <coughs> something to do with the ooze. <laughs> Oh, you've become a believer in the ooze no, now? No, I haven't, but I reckon the ooze people would say, oh, global oozing is causing the animals to behave weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I don't still know very sceptical about, about the ooze myself. But that's what people will tell you. You can all take a long rest now, oh. by the way. Can we some hit points? Yes, take a long rest, which means uh, you heal back up to full and you gain all your spell slots back. Uh, when dawn breaks, uh, you pull into the port of Northport, uh, and uh, it's a grey, overcast morning. Uh, you can see colourful houses built just past the beach. There's a smell of salt sea air mingled with that of candy floss and barbecue. Uh, there is a pier uh, just up ahead with a broken-down Ferris wheel on it. 
Uh, it's a chilly day. Uh, there's a bit of drizzle that's falling on your face. Um, Gretchen uh, is tying up the boat and uh, says, All right, loves, I've got a migraine to sleep off. Uh, I'll, I'll see you later on that. And uh, she hands you a map of the town and says, uh, Gretchen, not going straight to the pub. Oh, uh, let's just say I've been pre-gaming and uh, <laughs> oh, huh. now that mysterious clinking sound that had been coming from her bedroom makes sense um, Harriet Hobbs house is marked in red um, uh, and there's also there is a saloon marked as well uh, and a couple of other places um, so uh, as you <laughs> Ursula bounds out of the, um, the, the the boat and goes running along the beach, uh, getting sand absolutely everywhere and running into the ocean and getting filthy. Uh, I do love to be beside the seaside. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, Ursula. <laughs> this, 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 is this how I remember it? Um, you remember it being a lot brighter, a lot happier and a lot more full of life. Indeed, as you're walking through the streets, uh, it's kind of empty. There's tumbleweed blowing through the streets. There's boarded-up shops. Uh, there are wanted posters on shuttered fronts. Uh, there are, like, even though it's quite overcast, you are uh, casting long shadows. Uh, eventually, you come to one shop that isn't boarded up. Uh, there's a woman in a wide-rimmed hat and poncho uh, who's kind of snoozing there. Uh, it's the only shop that seems to be open on the seafront. Uh, she's selling Stetson hats, ponchos, and commemorative plates with tacky pictures of muscular people on it. And she um, jerks away and goes, mm. <clears throat> and let me think of a voice for this character. Uh, hey, I'm walking here. Hey, what's uh, you you guys here? Uh, can I interest you in some uh, cool souvenirs to take back to your family? Tell them you came to Northport. What have you got? Well, partner, uh, we got some uh, plates, uh, we got some trays, uh, we got these cool mugs, and we can uh, I can paint your own name on them. And uh, I got, uh, what have I got? And she starts, like, rummaging through things and says, Oh, I got uh, ooh, I got these reusable mugs, I've got these non-usable mugs, uh, don't use those. Uh, we've got these, uh, we've got a t-shirt that says, uh, I heart Northport. Uh, we've got this t-shirt that says, uh, uh, I heart Dennis. I don't know where that's come from. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what, what, uh, what you in the market for? I could take a reusable mug. Excellent, excellent. And she starts uh, haggling with you over price, and she seems yes, okay. She seems very sort of enthusiastic and uh, almost shocked to see customers. And uh, she says, "Do you have one in red? Uh, I can certainly make it red." And she pulls out a uh, paintbrush and starts furiously painting it red. Excellent. Uh, as she's working, yes. she says, "So, uh, Ooh, artisan, what brings you to this here town?" What? Ah, yes. You didn't come to see the sights. I don't think there are any sites, are there? Although I'd like to go to the beach. I've got my bucket and spade. <laughs> well, as uh, truth be told, a lot of the whole attractions have uh, kind of uh, closed up over the years. You know, all the all the young folk moved on to the big cities and the old folk kind of linger on. And, uh, well, a few people who stay here, well, i got to be honest with you, a lot of them turn to crime, but... Uh, there's a new sheriff who came to clean things up. Yeah, I heard there was a new sheriff. 
Oh yeah, she's brilliant. She's amazing. Just wait till you see her. She's uh, she's really put the put the fear of God into them. They're criminals. And you know, my friend uh, Josh, he had his shop rice the other day, filled it all full of rice, and then they ran away. No, was it, it rice was, or uh, was it pasta? It was definitely rice. Good. Which one expands you know, more? Do you reckon? <laughs> rice expands more than pasta. All right, so it's rice then, definitely. <laughs> well, uh, listen, I ain't had much. Uh, she finishes up your mug and hands it to you, Pelicos. Uh, says, "Be careful, Thank you. careful with that." Uh, say, I, I, uh, it's been kind of a slow day here. How about I uh, treat you guys to the local uh, cuisines down at the tavern? Oh yes, please. Uh, sorry, the saloon. They renamed it recently. Food. Yeah, yeah that's why not? Food sounds good. Okay, cool. They do the best food in town. Uh, so, well, to be fair, some of the only food in town. And uh, uh, I can uh, show you a game of cards as well if you fancy that. Oh, I fancy the food. Pelicos <laughs> quite like sounds the good. Pelicos is. I'm is, a, is, is good with cards. The name's. I'm Pelicos for lucky. Ah, well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll see that luck of yours in uh, in action. Uh, the name's Pinsky, by the way. Nice to meet you, Mr. Pinsky. Well, hello, Pinsky. Uh, and uh, he she uh, reaches out a, a hand to shake and shakes your hand, presumably. Um, yep. She takes you. She closes up shop and uh, takes you over to the saloon. Uh, it's a wooden place with panelled walls and a, a long bar at one end, uh, a few tables and chairs, a piano in the corner, but nobody's playing the piano. Uh, there's a mezzanine floor above, uh, ex- ex- accessed via a set of stairs. It is your most stereotypical Wild West saloon. <laughs> uh, it's a barkeeper. Does it have like the flappy things rather than Yes. Things? Yes, it definitely does. Oh, like, like cat flaps, uh, but sideways. Yeah. Yes. Sarah, you should have a go uh, on the piano. Okay. I have been eyeing it up. Go on. Uh, do you want to make a performance check? Damn right, I'd like to make a performance check. Twelve. Mm, okay, you do okay. Uh, I think it's been a long time since you played a piano instrument, and uh, yeah, can't fit one in my flat. Yeah, what, what do you play? Um, I start off with chopsticks. Yeah, <laughs> does. Um, and then I go on to a little bit of Celine Dion. <laughs> Very um, thematic, I'm sure, uh, in a sort of honky-tonk, uh, very honky-tonk Celine Dion somehow. Uh, the barkeeper sort of nods at you as you come in and uh, initially goes to object to your playing and uh, kind of shrugs and uh, just says to you, well, you be careful over there, my little bardy friend. Uh, sheriff don't like no music playing these days, I'm afraid. What? Sheriff dictates oh, music. Well, that sounds a little bit... Gosh. Unusual. Well, we had a couple of criminals back a few days back, uh, back a few years back, who uh, like to discuss their criminal activities under the cover of music, and uh, the sheriff's well been cracking down pretty hard. So, uh, just you be careful there now, oh uh, my my good friend. All right then. Uh, as you uh, continue to uh, play uh, your music, uh, Pinsky takes the rest of you to a table and uh, sets up a uh, card game with you, Pelicos. Um, hmm. Let's just have a competition on this. Uh, do you want to roll plus, uh, wisdom just to see how, how, or intelligence? I think intelligence is probably the best way of playing a card game. And we'll do a contest. You don't play a card game with wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> I'll roll, well, I rolled a two. 
I rolled an 11. Okay, I think you win the first round. Um, so, I got Mr. Bun. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think I've got the wrong cars. So. <laughs> um, as, as you're playing, uh, you you can uh, have a talk to Pinsky and get some information about the town. What would you like to know? What's with all the wanted posters? Are they all the, the criminals that are wanted? Well, yeah, there's quite a few criminals that are wanted around here. A lot of them are the pirates that have uh, set up shop down this caves west of the town. Uh, the old sheriff's taking a hard line on crime, uh, but uh, I've, she's uh, she's really toughened uh, toughened up this city, I'd say. Uh, and uh, them pirates, they don't come back into town very often, I'll say. Not since she arrested almost all of them. But, well... It doesn't look like anyone's coming into town. Well, you know, that... Yeah, well, none of the criminals are coming into town. The people left, well, we're the standing right-up citizens. There aren't many of you, though. Well, well, some... Let's just say this place used to be riddled with crime, and now now the criminals are all gone. Uh, After but the, every, if everybody was a criminal and everybody's gone, then there's nobody left. There's there's uh, there's me and uh, there's the barkeeper. There's uh, there's old toothless Jeremy over there in the corner, and there's, there's a toothless guy in the corner who goes, <laughs> uh, and there's the sheriff, and there's she's got her deputy, uh, and uh, yeah, there's a handful of people still around here, enough for me to keep the old shop open at least uh, for a couple more uh, seasons, maybe. Uh, do you want to roll again for another another game? Yep. Uh, I got ten. Fourteen. Okay, I think, Pelicost, you win again. Uh, what else would you like to ask about? So there's, there's only, like... There's, there's, how many people aren't in jail? How many people aren't in jail? Uh, well, I well would, she yes. told you oh, there's her and old toothless Jeremy and, and the barkeeper yes. and the sheriff. Um, I, I just want to be absolutely certain about the numbers here. I, I would... You know, there's probably a couple of hundred of us still left in the town... What was the population of the town before everybody went to jail? Well, uh, <laughs> I think you're you're pulling on a few strings here, and uh, the barkeeper says it was about seventeen thousand. Wow, big prison. <laughs> I think there's being tough on crime and tough on the causes of crime, and then there's being tough on everything, including the kitchen sink. Well, but uh, well, it is a big old prison, like you say. Uh, she, uh, old Sheriff Gladstone, you see, she, uh, she reopened Alcatraz. Uh, you possibly saw it out on the sea, that old island. It's a big old prison out there. Uh, but uh, let me just tell you this: uh, you guys came sailing in on a ship. Did I see that right? Yep. Yep. Let me just say that old Sheriff Gladstone, she got herself a vendetta against pirates. So uh, you better not be. Uh, well, and uh, she looks you up and down, Pelkos, because the way you're dressing, I feel like she might have a few words to say about you, and uh, your friend better be careful playing that old piano over there. Well, I'm no pirate. I am Pelicos de la Barhouse. I am... I'm not a pirate. Well, well not me. It's not me. you got to convince. And uh, another round of cards... Am I a pirate because I came in on a boat? I got a nat 20. Ooh, 18. I think I'm a bit Ooh. distracted by being accused of piracy. <laughs> I'm shocked, I tell you. I'm shocked. Uh, after a few rounds of cars, uh, Pinky, uh, P- Pinsky stops her hand hovering over some of the cards and uh, 
Dareth, I think you sense something and you stop playing and you all hear heavy footsteps. I leave it without resolving my cord. <laughs> you hear f- heavy footsteps coming up to the door. Suddenly, the doors swing open and a figure stands there. Broad-shouldered, wearing a long brown coat, tan shirt and a belt fitted with a whip, a short sword and a handheld crossbow. She tilts her Stetson back and gives the room a glare. She approaches the bar slowly, heavy boats jangling as she walks. Uh, the sheriff looks at the barkeeper and goes, Lawkeeping's hungry work. Barkeep, I'll have your finest turkey dinner, and you're going to cook it for me. And the barkeeper says, uh, y- Yes, Madam Sheriff, uh, right away. Uh, and uh, the barkeeper heads into the kitchen. Um, while uh, he's doing that, Pinsky slowly gathers up the cards and goes, I'll, uh, i got to get back to my old uh, shop if... Uh, yeah, that's all the same to you, my good friends. Yes, um, good luck. Mm. I hope you have another customer soon. Uh, I, I'm sure I will. Uh, as she's uh, walking past her, the sheriff uh, puts a hand on her whip and says, There better not be no gambling going on in this here establishment. Pinsky, I would have thought a jailbird like you would know better. Uh, no gambling, sheriff. Just a, just a friendly game. And uh, she slowly stands up and says, and sort of towers over Pinsky and says, You know, lying to an officer of the law is a serious offense. You better not be lying to me, friend. Uh, at which point Pinsky makes a dash for the door. The sheriff whips her whip around and hooks it onto Pinsky's leg, slamming her into the ground. <sighs> Pinsky lets out a cry as she tries to get up but Gladstone kicks a table towards her and pins her against the wall with it. With movements too fast to see, uh, Sheriff Gladstone lifts Pinsky over her shoulder and slams her into the floor, knocking her unconscious. Hey! Hey, the sheriff I don't, puts hey, a set lady. of handcuffs on her. Hey, That's no, assault! You are a sheriff. You can't just clobber people like that. Uh, the sheriff looks over at you as she's putting handcuffs on Pinsky and uh, she says, Hmm... Y'all are new in town, ain't ya? Well, obviously. Yes! Because everybody else in town has been arrested. Well, the law is the law. And I am the law as long as I'm in this here place. And uh, she walks over to the bar and says, just as the uh, barkeeper comes back with the turkey dinner, and she says, Lawkeeping's thirsty work, too. Barkeep, I need an ice-cold glass of gravy. The thick stuff leave the bottle and uh, she sets about eating her turkey dinner while Pinsky groans on the floor and you all look at this terrifying the demon sheriff of Northport Campaign Trail was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Dereth Moonbeam, Stephen Poor as Pelicos the Various, and Joanne Hall as Tilda Northwanderer. 
The voice of Sheriff Gladstone was Alice Hall. The theme music is The News Team by Dr. Hollywood. Additional music was by Matt Corner and Mark Petrie. Full details on where you can find their music is in the episode description. You can follow The Campaign Trail at thecampaigntrail.co.uk, on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, at soundcloud.com slash joel-corner, and at joelcorner.com. In next week's episode, we have our next guest player entering. Anna Smith-Spark joins us as the beautiful rat boy, Steph. Can she help our heroes find their candidate? What other horrors lie in Northport? Until then, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. Adventure.